Grace, mercy, and peace are yours through the knowledge of God and of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, my brothers and my sisters in Christ. I want to teach you an argumentative tactic. You ready? Use this in debate whenever you want. As soon as you know that in your conversation with someone, your argument with someone, that they know more than you, or that they might win, here's what you do. Insult them. Attack their character. Make the conversation about something else as quickly as you can. And I really, really, really hope that you caught that I'm being sarcastic. But we do this, don't we? What I just illustrated is what is known as the ad hominem attack, the logical fallacy. Ad hominem is Latin for to the person. So when you're talking to someone about where you can get the best menudo in El Paso, you're talking about which district is the best school district, you're talking about which leader at your job you like the best, when they start making some points that actually make a lot of sense, just assault their character. Take it to the person once you realize that you can't deal with their logic. Why do we do this? We do this when we want to win in arguments in debate, don't we? And if you see life as a debate, as an argument, as something you are supposed to win, then it kind of makes sense. We see this all the time in social me- on social media, on the internet, and in the news. We see people calling each other out, engaging in rather unhealthy dialogue where it goes to insults and name-calling very quickly. People thinking that they need to win, that they need to push the other person down so that they can elevate themselves. We see it all over. And before you start yearning for a simpler time, before we say, ah, I wish we could just go back to before we had social media, before we had the internet, and therefore when this wasn't a problem anymore, the lesson from 1 Corinthians could have been very discouraging. Because we realize that ad hominem attacks, that showboating, that put-downs, that call-out culture is nothing new. It was present even in a congregation in the city of Corinth in Greece. They were doing this to each other. Christians putting each other down. And here's what they used to put each other down, to insult one another. Paul, of course, was a prominent church leader in the early Christian church, to say the least. He had some contact with the Corinthians. He went there, he taught, he preached, he guided these people through the gospel. He even baptized a number of them. But so did this other guy named Apollos. He was also a church leader. He was also a good teacher. Like Paul, Apollos had an extensive educational pedigree. He knew his stuff. Like Paul, Apollos was well-versed in the scriptures. He could tell you what Jesus taught in scripture. Like Paul, he was a gifted speaker. He was a prominent, charismatic leader. And so what happened in the church of Corinth, people flocked to whoever was their favorite. This still happens, doesn't it? In Christian churches where there's a change of leadership, old pastor moves out, new pastor comes in. Some people love the new pastor so much. Some other people say, now, wait a minute, the old guy, he was, he was the one who had, really had it going on, reaching for something to put each other down and to raise ourselves up. The people who flocked to Apollos, they were starting to say, we are the real Christians 
because we believe what Apollos taught. People that flocked to Paul were saying, no, 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 you guys are messed up. We are the real Christians. You guys are the fake Christians. Of course, this is totally inappropriate to happen in a church of Jesus Christ, in the body of Christ, to praise people, to use people as an excuse to put each other down. But because this is so true that it, had, it has happened ever since the first century and even before then, we know that there's something about human nature that wants to see life as a competition that grabs onto anything, anything at all, to find an excuse to say that we're better than someone else. It's what beer you drink or what style of working out you like, or what diet you adhere to, or what sports team you cheer for, or what political party you are more akin to. We grab anything and say, this is the reason I'm better than you, and other people who disagree, they are wrong, they are worse, they are evil even. And if you think that maybe you rise above this, maybe you, you don't commit this error, maybe pay a little bit more attention to the way that you talk and think about other people. It's the, the hard-working, the hard-nosed, the driven people who get a lot done at their job, but they also tend to look down at the people who are, in their eyes, lazier than they. But the people who take life a little bit easier probably also look down on the people who are too driven, who are too ambitious, and who sacrifice at the altar of their work. Someone who is super macho and masculine and has it all together and never cries, never shows weakness, probably looks down at someone that he sees to be more sensitive or compassionate. But then the sensitive and compassionate person might look down on the macho person for being overly macho, right? We're always putting our own criteria up, praising people according to what we think is important, insulting people based on what we think matters. So the real evil nature of this, brothers and sisters, it's idolatry. We don't have God, when we talk like this, we don't have God on the throne of our hearts. We have our own opinions. We're pretending that not only is life a competition, but we're pretending that we're the judges and that we get to decide who is winning and losing based on what we think is important. That's what the Corinthians had all wrong. That's what we can get wrong too. So we let Paul set us straight. He says, This then is how you ought to regard us, as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I care very little if I am judged by you or any human court. Indeed, I do not, <clears throat> excuse me, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear. But that doesn't make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. The problem that the Corinthians had was not that they thought too much of their church leaders, it wasn't that they thought too much and put too much stock in who Paul and Apollos were, but not enough. 
they didn't have the full picture in mind. They thought that Paul and Apollos were just human teachers that entertained them for a little while. So what does Paul do? He opens up their minds. He gives us the bigger picture. The bigger picture, brothers and sisters, is that you're here for a lot more than just to hear me talk for a few minutes. And I'm thankful to God for that. The bigger picture is that Jesus loves you. You as an individual. Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom you are the worst. Jesus gave up his life on a cross and shed his blood for you individually. Jesus rose from a grave to guarantee your salvation, your future eternity with God, to silence your greatest critic, the devil, and sin, and death itself. That's the Jesus who loves you so much that not only did he give you these innumerable blessings of your salvation and your new identity, but he gives you these gifts by which you can know it's true for you. You just saw one of them. Jesus gave you your baptism so that you can have a date on a calendar where you can remember that is when I was clothed with the righteousness of Christ. That is when God brought me into his family through washing of rebirth and renewal. That through water and the word, I was made a new person. That was a gift from Jesus. In a couple minutes, confirmed members of Trinity Lutheran Church are going to come forward and receive communion together. A gift from Christ that we can partake together of his true body and his true blood. Why? So that we can be strengthened in relationship with him so that our faith can be strengthened and renewed in the forgiveness of our sins and strengthened in our relationship with one another. Jesus gives us the gift of his written word for us to read and study, to know the mysteries of God's grace, to know how deeply we are loved, and to know the history of God's intervention in human history. But you know what's, what all these blessings have in common? Other people are involved. You probably didn't baptize yourself. The last time you celebrated communion, you probably didn't give it to yourself. And while it's true that you can be at home reading your Bible for yourself, how much more true is it that we bless each other when we read it together and talk about it together? Jesus loves you so much that not only does he give you these means of grace, but he gives people to you to bring them to you. And how are you to think of those people? Like they're servants in the house of God. Doing important stuff, but they have someone else to answer to. They have to answer to their Savior Jesus. So wouldn't you like to have the attitude that Paul has about himself? He says very bluntly to the Corinthians, I don't care what you think about me. Wouldn't that be great if you could legitimately just throw off all concern about what anyone else thinks about you? If you could read a comment online directed at you that was hurtful and mean and that it could just not affect you at all? If someone who is close to you could criticize you for your faith in Christ and that it wouldn't bother you at all? Wouldn't that be great? Well, you are not too different from Paul. 
this great blessing of his attitude is not too far from you. How does Paul think of himself? He says, I don't care what you think about me, Corinthians. I don't even care what I think about me. I don't even listen to that voice that's, that's speaking in my heart that says, you're worthless, everything is meaningless, you should just give up. I don't even listen to that voice. The only voice I listen to, Paul says, is the only voice that matters. Because it's the only voice that lasts. The voice of our Savior. Who has spoken from the cross, it is finished. Nothing more needs to be done to forgive you of your sins. If someone else, or if your own heart tells you that you are worthless, they are wrong. The voice of Jesus Christ that speaks to us through his word, that continues to guide us, continues to hold us accountable, that is the only voice that matters. That's the only voice we are accountable to, the voice of our loving and gracious Savior. That doesn't mean we don't care about people. Not caring what people think doesn't mean you don't care about people. You just care about what your Savior thinks about how you treat people. And that makes a world of difference. Because what truly lasts, what will truly matter on Judgment Day when your Savior comes back, it's not going to be those tweets you tweeted. It's not going to be the comment section on that post that you went toe-to-toe with someone else. It's going to be what your Savior spoke about you from the cross, that you're forgiven. And with that perspective, Paul concludes, Now, brothers and sisters, I've applied these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, so that you learn from us the meaning of the saying, Do not go beyond what is written. Then you will not be puffed up in being a follower of one of us over against the other. For what makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Today, of course, is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day again, dads. And what's so beautiful about today of all days being Father's Day is you all got to witness a dad being a great dad. You got to see Angus bring up Emma to the font to be baptized. And I know Alondra was involved with this too, but it's Father's Day, so that's why I'm focusing on Angus right now. You saw a dad do the most important thing he can do for his children to bring them to the font to receive God's grace, to nurture them and to share with them who their Savior is. But that's not to diminish from the rest of you dads, is it? Every Sunday that you see a dad in these pews, whether their kids are sitting with them or not. You are watching fathers be good fathers. Because the other thing dads have to do is not only do they have to teach, but they have to be an example. They have to show their family and others what truly matters. They have to live what Paul says of only caring, only and always caring about what their Savior says for them. And sitting here in church, that's part of that full picture, isn't it? Dads have to teach their families that there's more to life than what other people say about you. There's more to life than winning arguments. There's more to life than being the smartest person in a room. And what that is, what that more to life is, is our relationship with Jesus. 
And so since you know that Jesus looks at you with love and compassion, you can look at other people with love and compassion. It doesn't matter how you disagree with them. You can look at them as Jesus looks at you as a sinner in need of his grace. But that doesn't mean that we don't use our heads, right? Paul says, do not go beyond what is written. Having Jesus and his grace and mercy be the most important thing in our lives does not mean that we never assess or critique or judge, but it means that we judge by what is written. No, we don't become theological snobs. We don't take our Bible knowledge and beat other people over the head with it, but we assess what they say and what they do on the basis of the voice of our Savior. Because we're accountable to him, no one else, but we are accountable to a Savior of grace who loves us, who forgives us, who has changed us, and who has brought us into his love so that we can bring others as well. Amen.